Aloha, thank you for pressing play. Welcome to the Eating Curve Balls for Breakfast podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Mahoy, and your biggest fan when it comes to hitting those curveballs that life, sports, or parenting can throw you right out of the park. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. Good morning, episode 19, and it's Hump Day Wednesday. I hope you're having a fabulous week so far. I just wanted to come on and talk a little bit about something that everyone knows athletes need to do if they want to set themselves apart, if they really want to excel, if they really want to separate themselves from their competition. And that's put in some kind of work on their own time, right? Because practice time, typically anyway, typically practice time each week growing up in youth sports, sometimes when you're first starting out before the high school age level, it's often just a few times a week, a couple hours a day. And coaches don't have time to cover everything there is to know in just that time frame. So if it's possible for you to go over some of the information on the off days, that's great. Or if your child is interested in going outside and throwing at a target, that's great, right? If they're playing softball or, you know, if they're just doing something else active, um, that will help support their athletics. Now, when they get up into the high school age levels, a lot of times coaches, parents feel like they need to put an extra time in their own sport. For example, with softball, a lot of parents will take their kids to batting cages or to a pitching instructor or have them go outside and practice hitting or practice pitching or run bases, that sort of thing. But the thing about putting an extra time is that it can happen in so many ways. And in fact, I like to tell parents, a lot of times people will ask, you know, what should my daughter do during the off season? Or, you know, while she has downtime, we want her to get better. So what should we have her work on? And I like to say that, it's not just that I like to say it. I really feel that their biggest gains come from an activity that they are interested in doing. So, for example, for my oldest daughter, she's a softball player, her extra time wasn't spent in a batting cage or wasn't spent doing, um, you know, fielding and throwing, working on her throwing, working on her fielding. A small portion of it was, but the majority of her extra time came in at the gym. She loved working out. She loved running distance. She did cross country one year. She loved um, doing CrossFit and powerlifting. So a lot of her extra work came in in the gym in those forms. But that still helped her overall athleticism. It helped her conditioning. It helped her agility, her strength, and her explosiveness and speed as well. So all of that still translated onto the softball field. It helped get her down the line quicker. It helped her hitting power. It increased her throwing power. It increased her explosiveness to get um, for that like first step reaction off the ball, right? So there were a lot of benefits. Not only that, she was in better shape than most her counterparts. That allowed her to take a higher number of quality reps 
in any particular practice session or in any particular drill because she didn't fatigue as fast. So while everyone else is getting tired faster, their form is breaking down, they're not performing reps at speed because they're getting tired, their form is getting a little sloppier, right? Their mind is kind of not quite as focused because they're already tired. She's able to take more reps with more focus, with more speed, um, with better form, right? Because she's not tired yet. That adds up day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year. That adds up. Those few extra reps every single day because she's not as tired as everyone else adds up. On game day, right? Tournament days, the fact that one game, you know, isn't quite as exhausting or two and she has the energy still to get down the line and hustle as fast as she does in the seventh inning compared to the first inning more or less more so than her opponents that gives her an advantage or maybe even more so than some teammates right if she's trying to get into a lineup that gives her an advantage so it's still, even though her extra time wasn't put in in softball, it still benefited her. Um, for our other daughters who like to wrestle, they have teammates who like to surf in their downtime. So again, obviously surfing is not wrestling, but it holds a lot of benefit to them as wrestlers as well. And we have, um, gosh, well, I had one more example for you. And I can't remember what that one was. Shoot, but you get the idea, right? So it doesn't always necessarily have to look like their sport. Oh, I got another idea. It was rock climbing. So some kids, we have uh, new rock climbing gyms that are kind of popping up here on the island. And maybe one or two of them. But some kids really enjoy rock climbing. And so the thing about that is that it works the backside of the shoulder, Right, the backside of the body because you got to pull yourself up, and that's really great for softball players because a lot of our game is focused more on the front side, pectorals and whatnot. So throwing, and and such, and so strengthening the backside of the shoulder actually increases your throwing power because the muscles it takes to accelerate your arm forward will only go as fast or with as much explosiveness as the back side of the shoulder can handle because the back side of the shoulder is the one that's going to slow your arm down so it doesn't fall off your sh- your you know your body right so it has to accelerate forward to throw the ball but it won't go faster than what the back can handle it's like um driving a car towards a cliff and if you go faster than the brakes can handle and the brakes can't stop, you're going to fall off the cliff, right? So that's sort of the same thing with the muscles on your shoulder, front side and back side. If the back side is weak, the front side is not going to use its full power because it needs to only go as fast as what the back side can do to slow down your arm and stop it. Otherwise, you get injuries and stuff. So that's something that's hardly ever worked in softball players is that backside of the shoulder and not just the shoulder but the whole backside of the body glutes hams um and so on so getting that kind of work in or getting that kind of activity in that does work that backside of the shoulder is really beneficial for softball players so even though rock climbing looks nothing like softball it has its benefits and 
the thing about having your child in an activity that they enjoy or they want to do, they're going to be more focused. They're going to be more present. They're going to put forth a better effort. They're going to want to do it more often. And that allows them to get maximum benefits versus something that someone else thinks they should do and their heart's not really in it. And they go because they know it's good for them, but they're not quite as focused. And yes, they might put in effort, but it's not the same thing. It's not quite the same as when it's something that they really love and they really want to do. And it's something that kind of gets them fired up and excited. And so I really think their biggest payoff comes from the kinds of activities that they actually want to do. So just like the main sport where they're going to get more out of it or their main activity, whether it's a sport or dance or music or art or what have you, whatever that activity is, the more they love it and the more they want to be doing it and the more engaged they are with it, the more meaningful it is to them, the more they're going to get out of it. The harder you're going to see them try, the more focused, the more focused you're going to see them be, the more willing you're going to see them be as far as the more willing they are going to be to actually get out and do it day in and day out, week after week, month after month, right? There, It's going to be so much easier to get them to go like you're not even going to have to drag them you're not going to have to keep convincing them you're not going to have to keep reminding them hey you have practice today don't forget to get your things ready I mean they may need a little bit of reminder but it's totally different from when it's an activity that they just don't even want to do and you literally feel like it's pulling teeth to get them to go and you always have to you know it's just so much more work and it's so less, so much less fun on both ends when it's an activity that they don't really care for. And so it's, you know, I would encourage you to help them find activities they enjoy, that they want to do, whether it's their main thing or whether it's the extra work or the supporting work for their main thing. So I hope that makes sense. Um, I know that's something that a lot of parents are like, should I put them in this camp? Should I put them in that camp? Should we have them go to this instructor? Should we have them? And I would highly encourage you to just talk to your child, have a conversation, ask them what they want to do and pay attention, pay attention to how they respond. You can tell if they're into it or not and keep your eyes open for opportunities. Keep your eyes open for different activities that they could possibly go to. Bring it up with them, introduce it to them. Again, listen, see how they respond help, you know, make decisions together. And I think it'll be a lot more fun for everyone and your child will get much more out of it. And it'll be less of a headache for you because you're not going to constantly feel like you're having to drag them or you're not going to feel like you're pulling teeth just to get them to go or just to get them to practice or just to get them to remember all the things they need for any particular endeavor. So anyway, that's just um, what's, I had that question come up recently and I thought maybe I'd share the answer here because I'm sure it's useful to more people than just one or two and it's something that we saw play out really well or be really beneficial to our kids is like not really limiting them to the other activities they want to participate in on the off season or during their break time or just when they have the time to put in some extra work um we stayed pretty flexible as far as what that looks like and it's been really fun and it still benefits them 
pretty greatly. I mean, they really get a lot out of it and it does positively impact their main sport or sports with an S. So just some thoughts for you as you may be heading into that kind of season of life with your child and some some things to consider so that it's a little bit less stressful for everyone and a lot more beneficial. So hope that helps you. And um, if you have any questions, feel free to get in touch with me, stacymahoy.com. There's a way to email me there, contact Stacy Link. I'm on Twitter and Facebook, as well as Instagram. So at Stacy Mahoy on Twitter and Instagram, and Facebook.com slash Coach Stacy on Facebook. And all of those platforms have ways to message me if you have a specific question that you'd like some outside input on or just a third party objective um, perspective. Sometimes the thing that I like to do for people is just to bring up an alternative angle right or just bring up some things that they may or may not have considered and or my answer is just often confirmation for what they know in their heart is going to be the right decision either way it usually helps bring about some clarity and some peace of mind as far as what the next move should be or could be So if that's something that you'd like, feel free to reach out. Hope you're having a great week. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.